More than 20% of people in faith communities are survivors of childhood sexual abuse. But sadly, churches are often the last place a victim of abuse can find help and healing. I'm Kelly Downing, and my dream is a church where survivors like me and so many others can feel safe, be heard, and find healing. Until that happens, this is Survivor Sanctuary, a podcast for survivors of sexual abuse who are navigating the road to healing and for anyone who wants to be a part of the major heart renovation the church needs so that our faith communities can truly become sanctuaries for survivors. Welcome to another episode of Survivor Sanctuary, episode 99 of Survivor Sanctuary to be exact. Yes, the next episode will have made it all the way to 100 and I'm pretty excited about it for sure. Taking a few years to get there, but we are gonna get there, hey? I am Kelly, your host for Survivor Sanctuary. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast and letting me be a part of whatever you've got going on. Hey, before we jump into the meat of today's episode, I wanna do a quick ripped from my Facebook page segment because something popped up on my Facebook page that was getting lots of amens from sweet church ladies. And yeah, it didn't sit well with me. So our whole episode today is not about this, but I wanted to interject it into episode 99 anyway, because it's something I saw. And I think it's a great time to remind everyone that this is not necessarily true. It says, never blame anyone in your life. Good people give you happiness. Bad people give you experience. Worst people, which is really grammatically incorrect. (laughs) Worst people give you a lesson and best people give you memories. Okay, well, there's a lot to unpack there. But of course, we've talked about it in recent episodes of Survivor Sanctuary, that there seems to be this thought that it's not okay to ever blame anyone for anything. Like in order to be successful, happy, whole, healthy people, we just need to accept responsibility for everything. Or even if we're not accepting responsibility for things, we're definitely not blaming other people for things because that might come across as playing the victim, which we had a recent episode about. But here's the sitch. Never blame anyone in your life. Like, okay, if you are the kind of person that goes around blaming everyone else for everything that's wrong in your life, never accepting responsibility for anything, then I can say, all right, I can get behind this meme a little bit. But here's the deal. Good people give you happiness, yes. However, they don't only give you happiness. Good people can give you challenges. Good people can do things that hurt you sometimes as well. So this idea that good people just give you happiness, not true at all. Then it says, bad people give you experience. And this and the next line are the part that I have the biggest problem with. Bad people give you experience. Worst people, again, incorrect, but we get the idea. Worst people give you a lesson. It's this idea that no one can be blamed for anything because everything that happens is just a part of this big cosmic plan to give us life experiences and lessons. And I call BS on that as I've called BS on it repeatedly. 
I just wanted to share because when people see things like this, it seems like super inspirational. It came from a Facebook page called The Lord My Shepherd and like a very sweet lady in my Facebook feed posted this and just said, amen. And listen, I get it. Being positive and thinking positive and and only having positive thoughts like that can get you far in life. Like I'm a big proponent of thinking positively and believing in the good and all those things so that we don't end up in this like well of depression and misery in our lives. But here's the truth. When bad people do bad things to you, And when worst people do terrible things to you, I don't even know what that means. But when they do terrible things to you, they are to be blamed for doing those terrible things, whether later in life you end up learning a lesson from this or whether you end up saying, "Okay, these people were hurt and maybe that's why they did it or yada, yada, yada. The thing is, when someone willingly does something to you, especially when it's something like abuse, They are to be blamed for it. Full stop. Okay, I say full stop and then I continue to talk about things normally, but it's just not the truth. We can blame people for things in our lives. The person who abused me, I blame that person for the abuse. Do I walk around and say, I blame you, abuser, for every single thing that goes wrong in my entire life? No, but here's what I don't do. I don't chalk up the sexual abuse that I experienced as a little kid as some great experience or life lesson. No, that's not what it is. And I would love to be able to just get everyone who posts ridiculous memes on Facebook with like flower backgrounds and writes things like, amen. I'd love to be able to like do a workshop and teach them why these things are actually harmful. And it's not just to survivors of sexual abuse, but like, come on. Let's stop perpetuating the idea that terrible people who do terrible things are just in our life to teach us lessons or give us life experiences. It's not true. Abusers are abusers because they like to abuse and they choose to abuse and that makes them not good people and it makes them to blame for what they do. Here's when you're not to blame for something. Say you're in a car accident, your car slips on the road, um, you're in a car accident, someone is gravely wounded, God forbid someone passes away. Like you can say, okay, you're not to blame for that. It's an accident that happened. I'm not gonna go through the rest of my life being bitter against someone who accidentally hurt me or someone that I cared about. It's different in the arena of abuse. If you want to forgive your abuser, fantastic. If you want to learn and grow through your healing experience, that's great as well. But the bottom line is the person who abused you is to be blamed for the abuse, no matter what the flowery meme on Facebook tells you this week. All right, so I got that out of the way. Might have to make this a regular segment, my ripped from my Facebook feed segment here on Survivor Sanctuary where I just bloviate about memes that just hit me wrong because they're so wrong. They just are. I know, like these platitudes in churches and then church people who share them on Facebook, and it's not just church people. Like I don't want to just pick on church people, but hey, Survivor Sanctuary is about abuse in the church. But these platitudes tend to be things that are just thrown out there and sprinkled around because, oh, hey, this sounds like great advice. Really, it's not great advice. It actually sucks. And I'm here to tell you that meme is completely inaccurate in addition to being grammatically incorrect. So maybe we'll have to revisit this segment ripped from my Facebook feed, memes you do not want to share to survivors of sexual abuse. Well, speaking of survivors of sexual abuse, 
I wanted to get into a story today and just talk about this incredible woman who used a dating app to nab a child molester. Now, here's the thing. This woman wasn't like trying to hunt down child molesters on dating apps. Although, after reading this story, I'm not going to lie to you when I thought to myself, I should really get back on dating apps for this express purpose. I would probably need some training first, not even sure about all the legalities, but it made me think if this woman could this easily catch a child molester on Tinder, what if the rest of us got involved in trying to nab sexual abusers of children on other dating apps? I don't know. It seems like a good idea. And I will be like fully honest with you here, which I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this on the podcast before, hunting down child molesters It sounds like my dream job. Now, at the same time, um, I don't want to say that lightly because I'm sure that, yes, when you're dealing with that filth 24-7, it can be very overwhelming and it can get very, very dark. But when I find out about things that are being done, I have this overwhelming desire to investigate them. Not a trained investigator, but I still have an overwhelming desire to get information, to find the truth to dig out these people who are preying on children. It's just something that is very like an overwhelming feeling to me. So this doesn't sound like a bad gig. Like if it paid, I would totally set up dating profiles just to try and catch child molesters if I could. It's a very weird place, it seems, to find a child molester. But having said that, I'll say this. Single women with children have it really, really rough. Not only are you trying to just be like mom, dad, and everything to your kids, and you're working with one income, and you're raising your babies alone, like all of that is super, super difficult. But something that makes it even more difficult is that it's the simple reality that single women with children are a favorite target of child molesters. They see women who are tired who are often struggling. And that's not to say that every single woman with a child like struggles, but you're doing all the work and you're doing it on one income and you're responsible for all those hours of parenting typically by yourself. And people who are child molesters and people who are predators of children, they see this and it's kind of like how churches can attract child molesters. It's just like this fertile ground, like, oh my goodness, this church needs help in their nursery. This church needs help with kids' church. This church needs help with whatever program it is that involves children, and I can be a part of it, and I don't have to have any special training. They're practically begging me to do it. Half the churches aren't even asking for you to pass a background check. It's just one of those areas where Child molesters see it and they're like, yay, this is the perfect place for me to get in here and hunt because that's what predators do. They hunt. And sometimes it seems gross to think of child molesters in that way. But listen, predators prey. It's it's what they do. So yes, they are hunting for children who they can use sexually. It's gross, but it's just the reality. And unfortunately for single women, they too are viewed and and listen it's this is not to place blame this is not to say oh there's something inherently wrong with you that makes you attract pedophiles it's not that it's just the reality of, of what you're doing in your life the reality is you're alone with a child and men who want to be evil and want to pray 
They do. And we hear story after story after story. Like I see them online all the time. Um, Even some advocates that we know of were abused by step parents. You know, somebody who came into the home after their mom was single. We hear about single men who had their children molested. I think of Jimmy and Clara Hinton's podcast, speaking out on sex abuse. And Jimmy Hinton's father was actually molesting children who he was taking care of for a man who was single and who had his hands full with quite a few kids and needed a lot of help. And that was used as a way to manipulate. So we do have to be super careful. And unfortunately, single moms have to be especially careful. But all that to say, when you're going on dating apps, I think something to be incredibly careful about is mentioning whether or not you have kids or mentioning like what their ages are or posting pictures of your children. And here's the thing, like I'm single, so I've spent quite a bit of time on dating apps. And sometimes I think that I'm just on them. It's like looking at a catalog, basically. I I never order, it's like window shopping. I just kind of look at the people there and I'm like, oh yeah, that's lovely. Next, like, I mean, at this point, I, I don't really consider myself like a person who's dating or trying to date. But you know, the apps, they're interesting and you look at them sometimes. So one thing that I've noticed on some of the apps is men who talk about their love of children. Now listen, I'm not saying that every man who's like, yay, I love kids, is a child molester. Um, I don't believe that. But I do find it super weird when a man on a dating app feels like one of the things that a woman needs to know about him is that he loves kids. Like, I don't know. It's just strange to me. I guess it could be a guy thinking, okay, I'm at a certain age, which means the women I date are more than likely going to have kids. So I need to let them know I'm not against children. Like, I guess I get that to an extent, but it just seems like a very strange thing to need to come out and say, I just love children, love them. I was once, and okay, I'm getting off the topic of this Tinder woman, I will get back to her, but I was once approached by a man when I was leaving a mall parking lot. And actually my office building was right next to the mall. So I think I actually might've been leaving my work. Um, But I was coming out of the mall parking lot and I had a car seat in the back of my car because when my nephew was a baby, I took care of him a lot. Like he practically lived with me for several years of his life and we spent just tons of time together. So I had a car seat in the back of my car and this guy pulls up next to my car and I will never forget him. And in a minute, you'll know why I will never forget him. But he pulled up next to my car to ask me out and it was just so weird. I'm like, dude, like he was yelling at me through the passenger side window. He's like, hey, can I have your number? I'm like, okay, I'm in my car, I'm leaving. And he looks into the back seat of my car, sees that there's a car seat there and was like, oh, I love kids, I love them. And he just kept talking about how he loves kids. And I'm just like, bro, that is not impressive to me. That's creepy. It's creepy that you're trying to get my number when you've never even spoken to me and you're just like yelling into my car. And it's super creepy that you noticed there's a car seat in the back of my car and you want to tell me about your deep love for children. Okay. It was very strange. I probably would have remembered that experience in my life. But let me tell you this. Months later, I mean months later, I had gotten my hair cut at this mall. And I went into a bookstore afterwards. I told them, don't blow dry my hair. I I don't have time for that. And I went in there with wet hair. I looked like a disaster. But I went into this bookstore back when bookstores still existed. And this guy comes up to me while I'm looking at books. 
and it's the same dude from the truck. And I will say he had a very specific lisp. And so that's probably one of the reasons I remembered him. But also I remembered what he looked like. So he tried to ask me out again. And it was just so like, I don't want to say forceful, but kind of forceful. Like he was just like, please, can I have your number, please? I'm like, no, like you can't. But of course, being the trained to be a nice girl person, I probably told him you can give me your number. And he knew I was never going to call him. So that wasn't good enough. So he argued for a while. And I was just like, no, like, no. So that was that. And I thought that's super weird that this guy approached me twice. I mean, it was in the same area. So I'm assuming he probably worked like around the mall, probably at the gym by the mall because he looked like he worked out a lot. In any case, this happened a third time. Again, months later, it could have been a year later. I don't even know at this point because I didn't keep track of the time, but it was forever later. The same dude approached me. It was in the same mall this time, but it was at a different side coming out of a different store. He tried to ask me out again. I don't know if he has a very specific type, but it was just so creepy and weird. All that to say, the the dating world is crazy, but this guy creeped me out by one, being too forceful, and two, needing to comment on his love of children when he saw that I had a car seat in the car. That sent red flags up to me. And again, I'm not saying that any guy who says, oh, I love kids is a child molester because I know that that's not true. And yes, some people for some, listen, I'm not trying to insult you if you have children. (laughs) I do love children, but I don't necessarily just walk around saying that I adore all children in the world. Like I have 12 nieces and nephews, love them. My friends have kids, love their kids, but I'm just not one of those people that's like, yay, children, 24 hours a day. (laughs) Like I'm not, that's not how I'm built. That's not how God made me. In any case, that's a red flag for me. And something else that I find to be a red flag on dating apps, and I apologize if you're married or not dating at all and you have no interest whatsoever in what happens on dating apps and you're not a single parent and you don't need to worry about this, but this is what we're talking about on this episode of Survivor Sanctuary. So bear with me if you will. But something else that sends up major red flags that I cannot stand is when people post photographs of themselves on social media surrounded by gobs of children. And typically when this happens, it is photographs of missions trips that I've specifically seen on dating apps. And again, I've been on so many. I've been on eHarmony. I've been on Christian Mingle. I'm making myself sound, I don't know what I'm making myself sound like right now, a desperate single woman. No, but there have been periods in my life when people are like, listen, If you want to get married and if you want to have a relationship, you're going to have to put yourself out there. And so, no, I don't love dating apps and I definitely don't love dating. It's not fun. It isn't for me. Like I'm an introvert. Well, I'm an extroverted introvert. I guess an ambivert would be how you'd say it. But I don't love going and meeting new people every second and trying to date them and trying to like that pressure. It's just it's not fun for me. Don't enjoy it. So anyway. Not a crazed person who's like dating constantly, desperate to find a man, but there have been periods in my life when I've been on the apps because they say, if you want to meet someone, you got to put yourself out there. And unfortunately, in today's society, it's kind of hard to meet people organically. It just is, unless you try really hard. And again, I'm not a person that wants to be meeting new people every five minutes. I find that emotionally exhausting. I just do. It is not my game, not my jam whatsoever. But I was on Christian Mingle and eHarmony and sites that were specifically for like Christian singles, which honestly, 
I'm going to say I highly do not recommend them. I have not had good experiences on them. I did meet a couple of guys on eHarmony that I actually enjoyed being in their presence. So I guess there's that. But there are also a lot of people that you find that just kind of have that creeper vibe. And one of those creeper vibes is when somebody is surrounded by little children, usually of another nationality, when they're on some sort of a missions trip. Again, if you go on a missions trip and you meet children, I don't automatically think that you're a predator. But I just, I don't know what it is. It creeps me out. Go on your missions trip. That's fantastic. But why is it that you want to be surrounded by children all the time? Why is it that there's a picture of you with little boys piled on top of your lap? Like I don't, again, could be my own issues going on in my head. It makes me uncomfortable and it kind of raises red flags. Please don't tell me how much you love children and have children piled on top of you when you're like in the Sudan on a missions trip. I It gives me creeper vibes. Just does. Anyway, okay. We are now going to get to the point of what started all of that. A woman in Marion County, Florida was basically responsible for the arrest of a man that she met on Tinder. Oh, Tinder. Actually know some people who have met and had great relationships from people they met on Tinder. I know a girl, I actually have a close friend who met her husband on Tinder. So I don't want to be knocking Tinder. If you like it, that's great. To me, it seems like more of a hookup app. So I've always kind of avoided it. I'm going to be honest though. I definitely did have an account for a while, but um, I got those vibes. So I ended up definitely quitting Tinder. In any case, I am telling on myself so much in this episode of Survivor Sanctuary. Well, earlier this month, um, this woman was on Tinder and she matched with a 29-year-old guy. And so they chatted in the app. And then as happens on Tinder and every other dating app, people want you to add them on Instagram, which if you haven't been in the dating world for a while, it's super like a real thing. People will match with you on a dating app and immediately want you to add them on Instagram. And I honestly think that people are doing it to get more Instagram followers. I don't know if they're trying to be influencers. They just want lots of followers. If they're selling something, I don't know. But it's not uncommon for people to post their Instagram handles like in their dating profile. And so of course, people being curious, call us stalkers if you want, but we wanna check out the dude that's going to be taking us out. And so you'll go and find their social media just to make sure there's not like some huge creeper vibe that you need to look out for. Listen, dating in this day and age, you want it to be super fun and romantic, but my goodness, in this world, the way that it is now, it can be really scary too at the same time. And I'm not a person that scares easily, but you wanna check people out. So anyway, They began chatting on Instagram and the woman said she wanted to remain anonymous, so I don't have a name, but the woman said that this guy seemed completely normal until he started asking her more personal questions. He wanted to know, and I'm just going to explicitly tell you and not try to sugarcoat things here. uh, We talk about sex on Survivor Sanctuary because, well, it's about sexual abuse. So he asked her the age when she first messed around, which I guess he wanted to know the age when she first had sex. And she said, I was 13 and I had it taken from me unwillingly. So basically she was saying that she was sexually abused as a 13 year old and she was forcibly raped. And so I guess that he would know at that point that she had been a victim of molestation, but she said that she was repulsed by his response to her. I guess when she said that she was only 13 years old and that was the age that she mentioned, it made him feel comfortable in sharing that he likes younger girls. 
She said that he told her he was interested in young girls. And so she immediately sent the message thread from this guy who had been messaging her back and forth, I guess, on Instagram at this point. She immediately sent it to a friend who was in law enforcement. Her friend suggested that she try to pull some more information out of him. And this I love because what I have a tendency to do when I realize somebody is a creeper creeper is just ghost them. I know it's terrible. I know they say ghosting is wrong. It's also really wrong that you have to like break up with a person that you've exchanged two messages with on an app. Like it's annoying. I don't want to have to explain to you why I don't want to talk to you anymore. Okay. So it's not nice to ghost people again. I'm telling on myself in this episode of Survivor Sanctuary. It's hard. Maybe I should just be a grown up and send everyone a long paragraph like it's not you, it's me. But, you know, after somebody exchanges a couple messages and I'm like, yeah, sometimes I just don't respond anymore. It's not nice. But in any case, this woman did not do that. And I'm very, very proud of her. And I think that she's courageous for this because it could not have been easy. And honestly, most people would not recommend that you try to engage someone in a conversation about the children they like to molest when you're a survivor of sexual abuse. That's hard. That's something that's going to put you in a difficult position emotionally and mentally. And it's just so, again, I applaud this woman for her courage. So despite the fact that she was disgusted by this man, she tried to pull information out of him. So she played the part totally to make him comfortable sharing. She told him, I don't judge you, which is the perfect thing to say to someone you're trying to dig information out of. So she went for it and he let his guard down and started spilling the beans. She decided to ask what was the youngest that he would go, again, trying to get that information out of him. And he said, do you really want to know? And apparently she said yes, because he told her that he had allegedly, have to put that word in there, had a sexual encounter with an eight-year-old. And I, I don't want to read the stuff that he said, like, yes, we don't sugarcoat things here on the podcast, but also he's just gross. Um, But he talked about how he had groomed her and sexually abused her. So this woman actually reported him to multiple law enforcement agencies the next day, and investigators were able to go undercover using her social media account, and they continued to get this guy to open up about the children that he'd been abusing. They even got him to send four pictures of kids that he had sexually abused. And he also tried to arrange to meet up with this woman, thinking it was still her, not realizing, of course, that it was the investigators. He tried to arrange meeting up with her and offered to bring a child. Like, what a disgusting, disgusting human being. But anyway, he has been arrested. He is being held on bond, and he faces many charges related to child pornography, which child sex abuse material, I think that we should call it, and sexual assault against a child under 12 years old. And detectives anticipate bringing more charges after they have had an opportunity to examine his phone and his tablet. And they believe, which obviously is probably the truth, unfortunately, that there may be other victims. So this woman, like I have to say, when you run into a creeper, on these dating websites, it's so easy to just ghost them because it's like, I don't have time for your creepiness, but good for her standing up and being like, no, I'm going to keep talking to this guy so we can find out who he's hurt. And see, initially he didn't give her specifics. 
he just said, oh, yeah, I'm interested in younger girls. Like she could have just been like, you're a creep and left it at that. But instead, she did what she did. And this man is now facing charges. He's behind bars and she has rescued probably many potential future victims from having to experience anything with this man and probably rescued the people who were currently being molested by him. So what an incredible story. And also, it just it makes you shake your head. I'm not here to say that like dating apps are inherently evil or that they're wonderful. I like I'm kind of somewhere along the lines of they have their purpose and they can work very well for some people. So I'm not like anti-dating app. And I also don't want to say like that if you're a single parent that you should never use dating apps or that you should never date at all. Although I hear women specifically. I've, I've never heard a man say this. So I'm not saying that men don't say it, but I've never heard a man say it. But I've heard women say, like, I will not date until my child is grown because there are too many people out there who want to harm your kids. And you'll hear stories of like women that were just so charmed by men and they couldn't believe what kind and thoughtful men they had met who just made their burdens lighter and treated them like a queen and just did so many things for them and seemed like the most loving, caring, wonderful people. And these women found out later that the men were molesting their children. Like it's really hard. So it's not to say like, I'm not here giving you the advice that says if you're a single parent, don't date or your child will get molested. But at the same time, it's a freaking jungle out there. Like we have to be careful. We have to be on the alert. And I think it's pretty amazing that this woman was able to keep talking to this guy, regardless of the fact that it disgusted her. And especially being, it would be one thing if she were just some random woman who was like, oh, what a creeper, let's catch him. But she's actually a survivor of of childhood sexual abuse. She was assaulted as a 13-year-old girl. So even more incredibly brave of her based on that. I just thought that that was a really cool story. I mean, cool in the sense that she was able to aid law enforcement in catching this guy. She was able to trap him, like good for her. Um, But at the same time, it's another one of those just like head shakers, like, man, what is wrong with people? What is wrong with people? I guess if you're a predator, you prey and that's what you do. So we have to be on high alert, looking out for people who want to harm children. And unfortunately, if you are a parent, especially a single parent, that's something you have to be even more vigilant about. And I wish we lived in a world where that wasn't true. I wish that we could just trust when people are kind. And you don't want to walk around with this like inability to trust anyone ever, because that's really, that's not a good way to live either. But at the same time, you got to keep your eyes open. Some recent podcasts we did about understanding that not everyone is an abuser, but an abuser can be anyone. So you're not walking around thinking that there's an abuser under every rock and that every person you come in contact with wants to molest children, but you just are very aware that an abuser can be anyone. There's not like this specific set of people that is like off limits to predators because they exist in so many circles where the average person would not expect them to be. And when you're on a dating app, and this is a creepy thing, this is another thing that's good to keep in mind. You're on a dating app. It's a guy who's looking for adult women to date. He wasn't caught trying to schlep child sex abuse material on the internet. He wasn't caught on the dark web talking to other molesters about the kind of children he wants to molest. This man was looking to actively date a woman. And that's something that we need to keep in mind as well, because 
I know that people who have experience in sexual abuse or if you've studied it at all or read about it at all, if you've been immersed in advocacy at all, you know that many child molesters live normal lives like they get married and they have a spouse and they have families of their own. It's not like every single person who's a child molester stays single and is like some weird creepy person. That's what makes it so difficult to be able to catch predators is because they blend in. They're wolves in sheep's clothing, you know? That guy, had he not felt comfortable telling her the things that he told her, uh, she could have started dating him, you know? And he would have just kept that creepy McCreeperson part of himself secret. And that, I think, is what's scary. And who knows? Maybe he was on Tinder to try and meet women with children. This article that I read was not clear about whether this woman had children. That's one thing that's not mentioned in the article was whether she was a single mom trying to date or just a a single girl. I mean, he was 29. The man that she ended up talking to who ended up being a child molester. So I'm picturing she's probably around the same age. So maybe she didn't have kids. But I just think that it's another reminder that we have to be vigilant. We have to be careful. And if you are on dating apps, like I don't know if if you feel the same way I do about the creepy photos of men with lots of children or men who make it a point to talk about how much they love kids and how much volunteer work they do with kids. I don't know. I, I know that sometimes you're trying to impress people with you know your philanthropy or whatever, but I just think that it's super creepy when people need somebody to know, like there are only so many characters you're allowed to write about yourself. And that's like one of the main things you need people to know about your life is your deep abiding love for children. And, you know, you can only put up what 10 photos and one of them needs to be of you surrounded by kids. I mean, I guess some people might think it just makes me look like a nice person who's caring. And so maybe they thought that would be a good thing to post. But to me, major creeper vibes, not a fan. Um, I don't know, maybe that's just me, but not a fan. And now it makes me feel like I should go strike up a conversation with some creepy looking dudes on Tinder and see if we can catch some more of these guys. Because apparently, if you act like you don't judge, they will start spilling the beans. Okay, none of this is a professional opinion and none of it is advice either. Well, that is it for today's episode of Survivor Sanctuary. As always, I invite you to join us on the Facebook group. You can search Survivor Sanctuary podcast on Facebook and request to join. You do need to answer a multiple choice question and when you do, I'll let you into the group and you can post there. Let me know your thoughts on today's episode of the podcast. Let me know if you've ever run into some creepers on dating apps or maybe even just dating in real life. Like it's crazy the places that child molesters and predators are hiding. Really crazy. Um, well, that's it. It's a jungle out there. So be safe. And I will catch you back here on the next episode of Survivor Sanctuary. Thanks for listening to Survivor Sanctuary with me, Kelly Downing. If you found value in today's podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. Not only will it put a big smile on my face, more importantly, your reviews will help make it easier for other survivors and survivor advocates to find this podcast. Also, make sure you subscribe to Survivor Sanctuary wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. You can also join the conversation in our Survivor Sanctuary Facebook group. And for exclusive content, be sure to visit SurvivorSanctuary.com. Join me next time for another episode of Survivor Sanctuary. See you then.